This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 167, a very special Christmas episode. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise, was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about science fiction, fantasy, faith, and Christianity. I am Ben Avery, one of three people who are coming here right now to talk to you about some holiday special goodness. You might even call this a very special episode of Strangers and Aliens, (laughs) a holiday episode, if you would. And I've been joined by two people. One of them needs no introduction, but he's going to get one anyway. That's Steve, Steve McDonald. Wow, that's pretty introductory. Yeah, Thank you very much. The other one needs an introduction, but I'm not going to introduce him. He's just right here. Hi, it's me, back again, Evan (laughs) David. And I am indeed here for the time being. Yes, now Evan is here co-hosting. Dr. Jace is not here right now. And actually, it's going to be a little while before we bring him back in. He's in timeout. Um, <laughs> basically, you know, he he threw a fit, hit someone because they took his toy, and we had to go walls. and sit him in the corner and tell him to stay in timeout until he had thought about what he had done. And actually, no, he is super busy right now. And yeah. So he's kind of taking a step back from some of the Strangers and Aliens stuff that we're doing. We're going to bring him back for a few special episodes, basically uh, making special appointments around his schedule rather than the regular recording times that we kind of do. So, yeah. So Evan is here taking the third chair today. So (laughs) um, I hope it fits you well. I don't know. How uh, your posterior matches up with Dr. Jace's. It's kind of roomy, but uh, uh, I'll try to fill it. (laughs) So here we are. We're going to talk about holiday specials. And since we are talking about holiday specials, and technically speaking, this is a holiday special, it should also be noted that this is also a part of a Christmas crossover event with a whole bunch of other of our uh, geeky podcasting friends and yeah, so happy Christmas, everybody. hey if you guys don't mind i'm just gonna go ahead and play the promo right now you do that go all ahead. right and it's gonna explain just who else is involved and where you can go to find out more so yeah i'm gonna play the promo right about now 
Ho, 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 little girl. What's your name? Can I pull your beard? Uh, ho, ho, no. What do you want for Christmas? Um, I don't know, a spotted elephant, and a choo-choo with square wheels on the caboose, and a water pistol that shoots jelly, and a bird that swims, and a cowboy who rides an ostrich, and a boat that can't stay afloat. That's quite a list you got there, little girl. Most of all, I want all of my favorite geeky Christian podcasts that engage faith and pop culture to do a Christmas crossover for the holidays. Well, let me make a list, and check it twice. A Christmas crossover for 2015 would probably consist of Strangers and Aliens at StrangersAndAliens.com Geekly Yoked at GeeklyYoked.com Helix Reviews at Facebook.com slash Helix Reviews The Spirit Blade Underground Podcast at SpiritBlade.com Darkness to Light at DarknessToLight.blogspot.com The Untold Podcast at UntoldPodcast.com Geek This at GeekThisPodcast.com And Voices in My Head at RickLeeJames.com slash podcast Ho, ho, ho! That's it! And of course, a crossover like that would need some sort of nexus. Links to all these podcasts can be found at crossovernexus.com! Well, there you go, little girl. Anything else you want? I want an official Red Rider Carbine Action 200 shot range model air rifle. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. So, yeah, now that that's out of the way, let's get on with the subject. Halloween okay. special episodes. Oh, wait, Steve. You know what yeah. that promo made me think of? What did that promo make you think of? Do you remember the lost episode the... of Strangers and Aliens that we recorded last December? The S- Santa Claus versus all the superheroes. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. That was super disturbing. We brought in a special guest. Santa Claus. That's yeah. <laughs> and you interviewed him. Yep, that and... was and he told you how he could defeat any superhero that you could name. Yep, yep. And it was pretty awful. <laughs> it was there was disturbing oh things God. that were going on there. Santa Claus is not a nice man. He it is not a nice out, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes yeah. to his imagination and how he would take down any superhero that would come against him. Oh, that yeah, sounds that. like a fun episode. Where where can I listen to that? Well, right now you can listen to it if you come over to my house and steal my laptop. <laughs> That's pretty much is the it, only way. <laughs> is it just not like, is it inappropriate to put on the air? We just didn't release it because it just felt kind of, I don't know, maybe icky. Is that the right word, Steve? <laughs> it, just, it, it didn't, it didn't have that, that essence of strangers and aliens that it needed to to make it to you know a full birth. Uh, it, it's it, just <laughs> we didn't want people to have that particular impression of Santa Claus coming from us. Gotcha. <laughs> and it I mean, did kind of push the boundaries of I don't know how you say good, good taste. taste. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah, Santa came in and <laughs> dropped was... the microphone. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Often. He dropped it so often that uh, yeah. I had to get a new microphone. So here's the deal, though. Just like we have hidden it and not let anyone see it since the day we recorded it. There is a, a holiday special that we are going to be talking about. I am mm-hmm. positive, And I'm thinking I would like to save it for last. That if the creator could he would keep it hidden away from the world. 
Yes. He can't. Right. He right. can't. Even before the age of the internet, it broke free. <laughs> it broke free and got a life of its own. But we will get there. We will get there. So here's the ground rules that I'm going to place down for you, Evan, and for you, Steve, that you guys are going to try and break, I'm sure, okay. with some at some point here. Probably we are done. talking yeah. about special installments of a of a series that basically are our Christmas specials. It could be comics, it could be movies, it could be TV. I guarantee you, you who is listening right now with your headphones on or in your car or wherever it is that you are, that you're listening to this, we will miss yours. We are going to miss at least one of your favorites. And if that is the case and you listen to this episode soon enough, I would like to try and do a a follow-up episode if we get at least six feedback comments of people who have episodes that they found were special and that they thought we missed, then sometime after Star Wars Force Awakens, I'd like us to record a, a follow-up episode before Christmas. We'll see. We'll see if we can get to it. But then if we do that, it would be especially awesome if you would leave us like a voicemail. And, and that would be then we could play your voice actually talking about a special Christmas episode that you really enjoyed. Or if we bring one up that we didn't enjoy and you did <laughs> in that case, we would still like to do it, you know? And so if you disagree with our impressions or feelings about this special Christmas episode, I can't imagine someone would disagree with that. I know. I know. I mean, pretty much our opinions are just the populist opinion that right. everyone agrees with completely <laughs> and utterly. Right. Right. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you always tell me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you believe it, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yes. Why wouldn't I? Your opinion <laughs> was better than cats. I'm going to see it again and again. <laughs> so a couple things happened to make me think of this. And I'll tell you right now, one of them was I watched a special Christmas episode of a TV show. Uh Oh, yeah. And then I was talking to my friend Evan. Um, yeah, and he had just recently watched a special Christmas episode of a, of a TV show. And yeah, so let's, let's get into it. I mean, okay. let's, let's, just, let's just jump in. Let's do this. Both feet. Do it. Both feet. So here's the episode that I watched that made me say, yeah, I think this will work as an episode. I think we talked about some of this kind of stuff before, but let's, let's do this. And that is... And we'll have a little bit of story probably with each one of these, you know, that goes into that. And for this, that's that little bit of a story is that every Wednesday night after church, it's been a long day. I work from eight o'clock to about eight thirty, nine o'clock on Wednesdays because we have our, our Wednesday night program with the children's program. So when we get home, we're tired, but we spent the day away from each other. My family comes to Wednesday evening church but we we've spent the whole day away from each other and then even when they're there with me i'm working and they're off in their own programs so we come home we put our little one to bed and then we watch an episode or two sometimes of the six million dollar man or the bionic woman i know where this is going can you guess where this is going steve it's is the first one on my list <laughs> the list that you did not make by the way that's actually the second one on my list yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm in the process of making it okay yeah. Go ahead. It's the $6 million man Christmas special episode. It was called uh, a Bionic Christmas Carol, I believe. 
Bionic Christmas Carol. Bionic a Bionic Christmas, Christmas Carol. There probably are many. So that kind of kicked off our Christmas viewing for the the season. It was uh, around Thanksgiving there, and man, it's bad. <laughs> it was so bad, but we had so much fun because it just wasn't good. And they're so familiar with the show that they can watch a bad one and appreciate the badness and not just be put off by the whole thing. Cause they, my kids really like the show and, uh, but this episode, Oh man. And it's basically this mean boss at a technological place. They're, they're studying uh Martian landing, like to like, what kind of life support would you need to be able to land on Mars? And he's making everyone work on Christmas Eve. And they've got to work hard to get this thing done. And so he's going to make them work tomorrow, too, you know. (laughs) He falls over a railing in his house and Steve catches him, but he's like hallucinating and stuff. And so the doctor gives him medicine that makes him hallucinate. And Steve Austin, six million dollar man, takes him around town and shows him the different things around town to give him the Christmas spirit and uses his bionic powers every once in a while. Um, and it's just super cheesy. It's so bad. And my kids were just groaning when they have like a character who's not, it wasn't Bob Cratchit. It was like Bob Crandall. Yeah. Crandall. (laughs) It's just like, oh man. And so they're, they're picking up on the Christmas Carol stuff because they're familiar enough with that, which is cool. That's really cool that they were doing that. But, oh yeah. The one best bit though was they go into a toy store to buy some toys for Bob Crandall's kids and Steve Austin is standing in the shot and the shelf of toys behind him is out of focus, but you can see a $6 million man, 12 inch doll Uh, in the background. It's still in box. I had had one. Oh, I have one on my shelf right now. You still got one. No, no, I, I, I had it when I was a kid, but I have now since gone and, and purchased one from a, uh, a vintage toy store but nice yeah so yeah so that's 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 my first one on my list was that one because that's what made me kind of think of the topic it's not a super original topic but this is what jogged it in my mind so yeah six million dollar man there he is boom mic right. drop nice. that's actually a pen that i just dropped down a mic but again the microphone's expensive i don't want to drop it there you so. go all right now the one i was talking about with ben uh, which did not make my list because it wasn't that great, but I still like it. Was uh, uh, yeah, there's no rules for the list right now, you know? I'm good. We're just talking. We're just talking. It's the uh, Lois and Clark Christmas special from season four. Apparently, they had two. This is the second one, I guess. And it's called Miximus, where Mr. Mixius Pitalik arrives from the fifth dimension and decides to take over the world by sticking Superman in a Christmas everyday time loop. And he must try to get out of it. That's and save Christmas. Classic Christmas fun, right there. Yep, he like gets stuck in a four-hour time loop, and every time the uh, the loop, I guess loops, uh, the 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 human race loses more hope because without tomorrow there is no hope. And Superman represents hope, and that's how he's going to defeat Superman. And with Superman out of the way, no one can stop him from ruling the world. Ah. The S does stand for hope. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yep, Superman, he's got to convince uh, convince Lois, you know, this is a time loop and you have to trust me and you have to go on the internet and or use the archives and search for all the things you can find about imps and how to make them go away. Well, I... <laughs> Well, I try to do stuff to bring people back hope. So he he does all this sort of thing. Like every every consecutive day, the Christmas tree that Perry buys for the Daily Planet gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> and eventually it just ends up, it's an exact replica of Charlie Brown's Christmas tree at the very end. And Is, like it, every, is it purposely? I, I would assume so because it looks exactly the same. That's funny. Yeah. And then uh, every passing day... Um, Lois's mother falls further and further back into alcoholism and you know, Clark's parents start actually snipping at one another, which Lois comments on like, that's a big deal. Your parents are actually snipping at one another. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's girlfriend gets less and less, I guess she like starts turning into a bubblegum chewing biker chick <laughs> as the, as everything keeps going. So eventually Superman and Lois team up to bring hope back to the city by um, convincing a billionaire to donate toys and uh, having Perry dress up as Santa Claus and read books to the kids. And eventually they trick Mixie Spitalik back to going home by giving him a Christmas present. And no one's ever given me a Christmas present before. And they say, read the tag. He reads the tag. And he reads the tag and it's his name backwards and he gets sent back home. No one's ever given me a Christmas present before. Ha ha. No one still has because I'm Superman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sort of like an April Fool's slash Christmas episode. Hmm. The best kind. Yeah. You know, uh, sounds like a not a great TV show episode, but sounds like a middle of the road Lois and Clark episode. Yeah, there actually was some good stuff that I didn't touch on. Like, there's a bank robber, and Superman actually, he knows he's going to rob the bank because he's stopped him four or five times now. And eventually he he catches him in the car, and they have a nice heart-to-heart talk. He's like, you can't rob this bank. And he's like, what? What? I'm not going to do that. And he's like, yeah. He just takes the gun out and, like, snaps it in two. And he's like, don't rob that bank. And then, <laughs> and then so that was a cool part. And eventually he actually get, ends up getting that guy a job at the bank. So it's like, Almost a Groundhog Day kind of thing. Yeah, they could put some stuff like that in there. With Superman at Christmas, though. Yep. You know, I'll say this about Lois and Clark. My wife knows about Superman because of Lois and Clark. <laughs> nice. Her mom and her sister and her would, like, it was appointment television for them. It was appointment television for me when it was on reruns at 9 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to get into it, but I just didn't have the time. It was on the wrong time for my my schedule, whatever, whenever my that life, was on. Yeah, it just, just I, I think it was just a little too lovey-dovey for me at the time. So, yeah. you know, I was not that interested in it. It just hit life wrong for me. Yeah. Also, say? it was right around the time where uh, they, I'm doing the quotes here, killed Superman off, you know, the death of Superman. <clears throat> And that was just stupid. So, <laughs> the death of Superman was stupid. Well, there was some good yeah, stuff that came out of. It. They did some good stories out of that. No, so we can no longer be co-hosts. Yeah. Very little. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it, 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 the reason why it was stupid was because everyone was getting killed, and like it just started with Phoenix. 
And it was like, well, Phoenix is dead. And then she rises and you know, they find her again and all this weird stuff and everything. And it was like this epic thing played out over the, all these issues, you know. And then it was like, oh, who can we kill off next? And then it's this person, and then it's that person. And when it got to be Superman, I'm like, they're not going to kill Superman and have him stay dead. They're just not. Well, you everyone know? knew that. Well, yeah, but the thing is, you, you have to at least make it plausible. And if you go into it knowing that the character isn't going to die, it loses the weight of it. With Phoenix, you were like, oh, she's dead. I mean, she's dead. There was like nothing for like issues and issues and issues. And all of a sudden, these little things cropping back up and everything. And, you know, over the, over the course of time, it plays out. I disagree, so though, because I think thing, over the course of time, it did with Superman, too. The difference being, the difference being, within a year. No, no. The the difference being, they, you knew he was coming back, but they played it straight as far as the storytelling in the universe was, and it was of import to the story to the universe. There was some good stuff that came out of it if you were willing to look at it as anything other than a corporate cash grab. I will. I I will save my comments for the inevitable episode we need to do about this whole subject. No. Anyway. So, <clears throat> so any anything from you, Steve, here? Yeah. What I else you stuff. got on your list there that uh, you checked on Wikipedia? This is one that I actually saw, and I've seen it recently, okay? All right. All right. I mean, that's so what we're looking just, for. We're looking for ones that mean something to us. This means something. This means something. The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Five characters in search of an exit. Have you ever seen that one? I have. That's not where I thought you were going, though. But oh man, Steve, that is one of my favorite episodes. Is that a cool one? Yes. It's like the entire time you don't know what's going on. This there's, there's yes. like a clown and a bagpiper and uh, an army guy, and they're in this room. And you're like, what? what? What's going on? And you don't even know. It's like. And it's round. It's not just like a, a you know room with corners. It's uh-huh. just like as if they're in a cylinder. And you're like, what's going on? And and what is it? A dancer? I think a so. Clown, a bagpiper. There's a, a army guy. There's five of you know five individuals yeah. in there. And, and it's just you know, weird because why are they there? First of all, but that collection of people too. Yeah, I know. And they don't have any memory. They don't really understand what's going on. Um, and you know, the entire time you're like, you're trying to guess, you're trying to find out and you're trying to like pick up clues and there's nothing. It's just like the cylinder that they're in and you're like, what is going on? And they're trying to escape and they can't. Yeah. I I don't want to do a spoiler because I mean, even though it's 1963, some people haven't seen all the Twilight Zone episodes and And this is worth experiencing and they twist, but suffice it to say it has something to do with Christmas. So. Um, that's on my list. And I would go also to say most, well, a lot of Twilight Zone episodes, they just have the twist, right? Right. But this one, I think it has enough depth of acting. And when you know the twist and you watch it with the twist in mind, I think it's also a worthy viewing experience. Yeah. It's, yeah, it transcends the twist. It's worth a rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Good yeah. one. That is a good, good one. Good one, Steve. I'm going to pat myself <laughs> on the back though. You want to hear a bad one? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, I, I'm kind of going to end up bringing up two with this. Like like uh, 
like Evan, you know, your your show there had had two. Well, Alf had two. <laughs> Alf had two Christmas specials. Now, one of them was just an episode. It was a Christmas episode, and it was just Alf, you know, who's the the uh, sassy alien puppet living with a family in suburbia. It's E.T. as a sitcom, you know, and he he ends up going with Willie out to the forest to cut down a tree and wackiness ensues. And it's it's funny. It's fun and funny. The other one I and this is another show I watch with my kids. We have all four seasons on DVD, although some of the discs are messed up. So there's still some episodes we haven't gotten to. And one of the discs that's messed up is from I think it's the second season, where it's an hour long Alf episode. Wow. <laughs> and it is awful. It is terrible. It's an hour long. I can't remember. It seems like there was no laugh track. I remember watching this a few times, though, when I was younger. And it seems like there wasn't a laugh track. And it, he left the house. He's out of the house. And I can't remember why he's out of the house, but he ends up in a hospital. And in the hospital, he meets a girl named Tiffany, who is dying of some sort of something. I don't know if it's cancer or something. I don't even remember if they even say what it is, but she's going to die. She's not going to live to see another Christmas. And then he also meets a lady and helps her deliver a baby. And then they name the baby Tiffany, you know, after the little, the little girl. And then there was something to do with like a Santa who was like going to kill himself or something like that. It's just oh, so man. down and dour and unfunny. Oh. And oh, it was it was bad. It was so, so bad. And I think it's, it's the only episode that's worse than the season finale or the series finale. You know, oh. I, ha I have the ALF, uh, the ALF annual. With, that's the tie in for the Evolutionary War. Yes, I have that. <laughs> I do, too. That's a fun one. There's it's 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 a sad sad life I live. Oh, that Christmas special! <laughs> it was rough. Well, speaking of Santa's trying to kill themselves, that does tie into another holiday special on my list. Um, there are several, I think, Christmas specials in this series because it ran for ten seasons. But this is, in my opinion, the best one because it's the one I remember the most. And it is Lexmas from Smallville. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I don't know if we need a spoiler alert because this one is really, really good. I just won't spoil it. But uh, it is worth watching. Even if you like, if you're just a Superman fan and you, you're not a Smallville fan, go watch this episode because it's really good. Um, so it, there's two plots running. One plot is with Lex, which is the very, it's a very powerful plot and it might make you cry and it also uh is the reason why you should go watch this episode with <laughs> even if you don't have any context um but basically he gets shot and is going to die and while he is hovering in between life and death uh his deceased mother comes to him and uh shows him somehow what life would have been like or would could be like if he changes the course that he's on it's really good. So that's the one plot. And I'm not going to say anything more. Just go watch it. Okay. And then the secondary plot is the Daily Planet has been having this toy drive for all these kids. And um, there's nobody to deliver the presents. So Chloe calls up 
her good superhero friend, Clark Kent, and asks him to to deliver all the presents to the kids. So Clark gets the presents and super speeds them to people's houses and plays Super Santa um, by sneaking the gifts under the tree and eating the milk and cookies left for Santa. And while he does so, he looks out the window and sees a Santa about to jump off a roof and kill himself. And so, yeah. So he's also been drinking the Santa Claus. So of course, yes. Suicidal Santa is also drunk Santa. Yes. So Clark shows up behind him and says, Hey, step down off the ledge. And, um, they have a good talk and, uh, Santa Claus starts to say, you know, what's the point? Nobody believes anymore. There's no hope. There's no optimism, stuff like this. Uh, and then eventually Clark convinces him to, you know, that there is hope. There is, there is good in people still, people still believe. And so he, he gets up, he's about to walk off the roof, but he stumbles and trips and falls off the roof. So Clark saves him at super speed. And, uh, then later that same Santa shows up in the, um, the daily planet with Chloe and while her back is turned, he, along with all the other presents disappear. So it really was Santa. Wow. Yeah. If not for Superman, all along. Santa would be gone. Yeah. How many of them end like that though? You know, (laughs) where even on the sitcoms where it's not even a sci-fi or fantasy thing, you know, it's not even set up as a fantasy or sci-fi universe. Right. But there's Santa and then he's gone, you know, or uh, I love Lucy. They did this. They did this twice, but it's a fun little gag where little Ricky Ricardo, they're uh, Lucy and Desi and their neighbors. They all dress up as Santa, all four of them. And they <laughs> come around. And, oh, I was going to dress up as Santa for little Ricky. Oh, I was doing it. I thought I was going to do it. And then they're like walking around. They walk around as they walk around the tree. Um, suddenly they realize there's another Santa there. There's five of them. And they all look at each other like, oh, what in the world? And then they'll, so one person will pull the other person's beard and then they'll pull the other person's beard. So then four of them have pulled the beards and they're all fake. And then they pull the last one. And he goes, ouch. And then he fades away. Nice. And they look at each other like, what just happened? So in the I Love Lucy universe, Santa is an actual thing. Right. It's uh it's a trope, I guess. Yeah. Oh. I would I would still besides the B plot, I would highly recommend that episode though. Very cool. Right on. Steve, any more from you? You've gotta have more. We've only done one or two, of right? Of course I have more. Why are you guys Because you <sighs> basically said you didn't prep. Well, it doesn't mean I didn't, I can't ever prep. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not I, ready. I, I just didn't prep. <laughs> oh, I, please. All don't, right, let's hear it. I'm, I'm a professional. Okay. <laughs> Can we? Are you writing stuff down as you, as you're talking right now? Just. Yeah, that's why, that's why. I'm a professional. <laughs> professional. I a, okay. This is from, there's a, a there's a, a television series that was on and it's. It's sort of near and dear to my heart because it has a lot to do with old time radio. It's called Remember When, W E N N is the name of the old time, is the radio station. It's the late 30s. Uh, it actually goes into the early 40s. And um, they did an episode um, called Christmas in the Airwaves. And uh, it was, um, um, <laughs> 
I watched it recently, and I'm, I watched, I like binge watched them all. So I'm trying to uh, find a place where I can get a little bit more information about it because I don't remember it exactly, but I did watch it. So it was one of those. Um, Fair enough. One of those things. <laughs> all right. All right. Sweet. And so, anyway, like I was. You're a professional. Saying <laughs> that, and there's actually. Uh, uh, commercially available um, uh, Christmas recordings from uh, Remember When. So, hmm. uh, and oh no, I th- wasn't there a? Uh, did any of you watch this the show? Never uh, watched yeah. the show. Never heard of the show. No. <laughs> anyway, the, oh, is it a sci-fi fantasy show? It has to do with that because some of the, of course, some of the TV, the some of the radio shows that they're doing are okay. uh, sci-fi fantasy based type stuff so the interesting thing about the series is there are no outside shots everything is within the walls of this little station everything and there's i mean it doesn't even have like you know stock footage of a plane or anything like that um and i mean there's that there's one time where one of the characters goes overseas to do some some uh, some reporting over there, and it shows just that little room that he's in. So like it it's it's all on little sets. There's no there's no other. I mean, if if you didn't know if you if this was you know aliens came down and watched just this, they wouldn't think that there is a thing called the outside. That there's anything called nature because it's all within these little walls, and. uh but anyway, they did a, a really fun Christmas episode. Cool. Right. And I did watch it. How about, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> I know where to go. We should go to cartoons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to just throw out one real quickly. Cause I don't remember what happened in the episode except for one bit. And that's GI Joe had a Christmas episode way back in the eighties with the original run of the GI Joe cartoon. Nice. And I don't remember what happens in it other than Shipwreck's Parrot. I just had these memories of Shipwreck's Parrot getting shrunk down and then getting, when they brought him back to regular size, they didn't stop it in time. And so he became this enormously giant parrot, like as big <laughs> as an elephant. And All right. I don't remember anything else about the story, just that. But then the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas episode. Oh, I just saw this on a. Uh, you guys ever heard of Watch Mojo? No. You do, no. They do the top ten lists of everything. Um, they just put that on the top ten worst holiday specials list. Oh, you, you know, you can put it on like a worst list, but as far as being a He-Man or a She-Ra episode, it's <laughs> good. Like it's right there. It's 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 the same level of quality. It's not like. Oh, we did this Christmas one, and it's terrible compared to everything else. Gotcha. It's, it's, it's right there. You know, like like Six Million Dollar Man. That one is not a great episode. It's no. subpar, but um, it's right on the the nice level of subpar with Six Million Dollar Man. They <laughs> they are up and down as far as quality goes. But yeah, this one. But what's interesting about this one, and I am spoiling it a little bit here, but um, they end up on Earth. And they have human children that they end up working with and, and dealing with. And Skeletor is trying to find out about Christmas from them as 
because uh, it's around Christmas time, and they tell him the story of Christmas. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like the real one? Yeah. Huh. The good one? The, the real one, yeah. I mean, wow. they explain to him what happened, and it's very, it's, if I remember correctly, it's very vague, but it's clearly, that's what they're talking about. Huh. And he then, uh, something's going to happen to them, he saves them, and then he's all upset because he has the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> and, and then he feels better than only happens once a year. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's great. It's that, that spirit of Christmas, you know? Well, I've got a cartoon. I've got, uh, yeah, I've got a cartoon one. It's the justice league Christmas special. And I guess it would be the justice league holiday special. And this is the Tim versus justice league, not justice league unlimited. It's before that. And this is the only episode in the entire run of the show that is not a two-part episode. Oh, that's right. Really? Yes. Huh. Yeah, I remember this one. Yeah. They're all they're all two or three parts except for this one. And what happens is they after saving a planet, the whole the whole just they saved a planet from colliding into another planet or something, uh, they all part ways for Christmas break from being the Justice League. And so they all split up and Batman, of course, doesn't celebrate Christmas, and he's already got his own Christmas <laughs> episode uh, if you watch Batman the Animated Series, which is also on my list. Um, and so Green Lantern and Hot Girl team up because they're kind of sweet on each other. And so Hot Girl doesn't really get the holidays because she's an alien. And so Green Lantern's like, let's have a giant snowball fight as we uh, flirt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then... He tries to explain what the holidays mean to him. And so uh, the hot girl's like, oh, there is one place where I felt like that before. And so she takes him to this giant alien rave nightclub place. And she's like, this is great. So it's kind of like a New Year's party sort of thing. And they end up getting into a giant fist fight brawl with everybody, and which she attributes, this is the holiday spirit for me. <laughs> getting into a giant fist fight brawl nice. in the bar. And at, at the end of the brawl, everybody in the whole bar is just like, satisfied and happy and they're like yeah it was great and they, like this giant guy that the green lantern was fighting is like giving him a hug it's awesome and then the other the other part of the episode which i really like is uh martian manhunter does, he doesn't holidays don't mean anything to him so clark invites him over to his house with ma and pa kent for christmas and so he comes over and they knit him a sweater and ah. uh <laughs> it's great and it's a little it's a little big so he like shapeshifts to fit it and he's like it's great and so <laughs> and then we we realize we are let in on the fact that mom and pa can't always have to wrap the presents in lead because clark is always trying to peek at them even now as superman he like sneaks down there and he's like shakes the present he's like ah drat lead <laughs> and so eventually, Martian Manhunter starts getting depressed because it's still not doing it for him. He's still kind of sad. And then he goes out and invisibly, transparently floats through the town to try to understand everything. And he ends up at church and hears people singing Christmas carols. And finally, that touches his heart. And then he starts singing Martian songs uh, as the sun rises the next day. And Mom, Pa, Kent, and Clark all listen in and they say, it's so beautiful. He's found the spirit of Christmas. Heck, how could you not find the spirit of Christmas like that, right? Exactly. Through Christmas carols that incorrectly interpret the original story. Exactly. (laughs) 
Well, I can, I, I can, I could probably give you a, a little clue as to why that might have happened to to our our poor friend Batman. If I could take you back in time to November thirteenth, nineteen ninety two, and Christmas with the Joker. Ah, so this is the second aired episode of the uh, the Batman animated series, <laughs> and um, Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, with our. Uh, our, our good friend and the Joker's, you know, taking over Gotham's airwaves and terrorizing the city for a crime on Christmas Eve after escaping Arkham. And, yeah, uh, I know I've seen that if it was the second one, but I don't remember it at all. I actually have not seen that one. Well, go back and watch because I, I will. There you go. You know, something else second with Batman was a Christmas episode. The second Batman live action movie. Batman Returns. <laughs> yes, you are it correct. It was a Christmas episode of that t- Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher Batman verse. So there's that for whatever it's worth. <laughs> My favorite part of that was when he had the, the Batarang that could program where all the people were and he just throws it and it bounces off all of them like Captain America's shield. You know, yeah. and yet somehow... And this is one of those that I just have to live with. I I like that movie. It's mean. It's kind of dirty. Like, it makes you feel dirty. Yeah. Like, because it's just yucky. Yeah. <laughs> the penguin bites a guy's nose off. It's really yeah. gross. That's, yeah. Uh... That, I mean, I guess there is some, some profaneness to it with yeah. the whole penguin parallels to Moses and Jesus. There's what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You you think about well. it. No, no. You get the Moses and Jesus thing with the penguin where in his uh carriage they put him into oh, the river. Oh yeah. You know? And so yes. that's and he disappears and he's gone until 30 years later. He <laughs> comes. No, no. Think about it. Because then they, they get into this whole idea of he wants to kill. I, I think it's, he wants to kill all the sons of Gotham who yeah, were yeah. born the same time he was, you know, like Herod. And the when he dies and his arms are outstretched. And I mean, there is, I think it's intentional. <laughs> That's a weird. ton of Moses and Jesus imagery. I never put that together. Not many people have watched it enough to care. <laughs> That's odd. So I'm just saying it's there. I think there's just something about Batman in the snow. There is something know. about that. There is. Cause even at night you put the dark night in the snow and you see him. Yep. And it is a, it's a different, it's a different environment for him. It's almost like a, uh, a Frank Miller esque, type of a feel to it you know when he does his black and white stuff and it's mm-hmm. just so stark you know yeah the starkness well, that's it that's the word steve yeah stark. plus it's uh it's great for selling action figures because then you have snowmobile batman and <laughs> ice true. luge batman it's true <laughs> snow trooper batman <sighs> well i will throw out a third batman special which is the second Batman holiday special from Batman the Animated Series, Holiday Nights, in the fourth season, where it's a uh, episode with three little stories in it. The first story... Oh, no. Am I going to forget the first story? Sounds I like remember, it. 
I remember. Oh yeah. Uh, You're a professional, Harley, aren't you? <laughs> Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy break into Bruce Wayne's uh, house during a party and Ivy kisses Bruce Wayne before he realizes what's happening. Cause he's just used to kissing so many women at parties. Um, and instantly <laughs> he's, <we> all? <laughs> he's <laughs> what? Never mind. instantly he's mind controlled. And so they take him out on a shopping spree and spend all of his money. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and eventually he of course breaks out of the control and then falls down the elevator shaft and changes into Batman comes back out and, beats them and then the second episode is um these kids are all shoplifting in the same store that barbara gordon is shopping in and of course barbara's batgirl and she tracks Wait these a kids minute. what spoiler hey oh, hey hey sorry. hello all right go ahead i guess most people think that batgirl is uh alfred's niece nowadays i guess from watching batman and robin the movie anyway i can so, guarantee you no one thinks that these days <laughs> so they anyway, may not know who she is but they do not think that <laughs> she she tracks these kids down and it turns out they are all just all the kids are just pieces of clay clayface and then she has to fight clayface that's kind of cool pretty, yeah it's kind of cool and then the the last episode is a new year's uh episode where the joker once again takes over the airwaves and Plans terror for New Year's and Batman and Robin stop him. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm going to go uh, fun cartoon. One of my favorites growing up. Actually, when I was all grown up, I, you know, still watch cartoons as. Uh, well, I guess I still watch cartoons nowadays, too. So anyway, this is just one of the cartoons that I watched over the various parts of my life. <laughs> I've lived a, a wonderful, varied life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Tiny Toon Adventures uh, did a, a parody of "It's a Wonderful Life" as a, a TV movie. It, it's a "It's a Wonderful Tiny Toons Christmas Special." It just rolls off the tongue, but uh, yeah, that was uh, it was kind of interesting because it was, it was after they had canceled the series, and they decided to still do like feature length. <laughs> <laughs> direct a video huh. stuff i'm like why why bother but i don't know for some reason they did I and mean, it was it was it was still good and it's fun to see the characters again and stuff like that so yeah that's one that gets parodied a lot what the tiny tune adventures yeah no i mean it's a wonderful life i know yeah. it joking. fits so well it's... into any situation like you can give that story to any character yeah. and yeah you can make a horror movie it's a wonderful death you could that make. would actually there that's got some legs, Steve. <laughs> Maybe we should work that up. Maybe we should edit that out of this episode so no one steals it before us. And then we can take it. I bet someone's already done it though. Do something with it. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll do lunch. But it is an easy one to to use, and you've you know, you see that whole that trope of some sort of angel or supernatural character or dream character coming and, and showing whoever your main character is. What would life be like if they didn't, if they weren't there or, and, and then they have to see, Oh, look at all the good you've done, even though you're a horrible, terrible person. <laughs> and, the fresh Prince of Bel-Air did that. And it was hilarious because Tom Jones was the angel and showed up to Carlton. I remember that one. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 
Uh, it's not times. unusual to be dead like anyone. <laughs> um, so yeah, Medium actually did. It's a wonderful death. There's a show called Medium where there, it's a woman who's a medium and talks oh, to dead people. Yeah. So, so we can just edit that right out of there. Anyway, um, so here's the other one that gets played on all over the place. We've already talked about it once, but the Christmas Carol. Ah, uh, yes, really. But but so? <laughs> you guys ever watch Black Adder? No. Yes. Blackadder yeah. is um British. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Bean. Uh, Mr. Bean. Um Mr. Bean. I know his, I know his name. Rowan Atkinson. Yes, Rowan Atkinson. Atkinson. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Rowan Atkinson? No, except when he's in the Lion King. Yeah, you so you do like him. Mm-hmm. As as a hornbilled bird. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Blackadder is it takes place like throughout history and it's these yeah. it's kind of a well, the rotating cast of characters, but it's the same actors who are playing these different characters throughout time. Right. Yes. And they did a Christmas Carol episode, but it was the nicest guy in England and he ends up becoming evil oh. because of what the ghosts show him. Oh. And it is really, really funny. It is really funny. Seems like I actually saw that one before I watched the series. No, I know I saw that. I saw that one before I watched the series. I think and I. It goes into the, like the series straight through. It goes into the far, far future, and yeah, it's it's just it's nice inversion. You know, it's it's like that. It's a wonderful death. You know, this is that inversion, but it's the only time I've ever seen any kind of inversion like this for the Christmas Carol. Because usually it's if, if there is going to be an inversion, it's it's that the, the evil character doesn't change at the end. All right. You know, and so he goes through that whole thing and he's the same guy. You know what Steve Austin did to that guy, by the way, to, <laughs> to show him like the hallucination of his death? What's he that? pulled up a giant rock from his driveway <laughs> and then using his bionic karate chop shaped the top of it into a tombstone and then using his bionic finger put the guy's name on it <laughs> with the years <laughs> and then brings him out of the house to this fake tombstone that he had just created with his bionic arm wow that's yeah. dark it that is a dark show sometimes it, but my, my kids loved it because it was so bad <laughs> just like each moment we're just discovering something new and like, oh, no. And then one of my kids would be, What's, what do you mean? Oh, Bob Cratchit instead of, it was funny. Okay. So yeah, Black Adder. Christmas special. I've got one more on my list. And uh, that would be a comic book, actually. And it is one of the, I'm sure, many Superman um, Christmas issues. But this one is Superman number 165. Uh, from the post-crisis era. And uh, in it, Superman is going around and giving Christmas presents to all his fellow members of the Justice League. And so it's kind of a fun issue. I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Um, <laughs> should, I, should I spoil what Superman gets to all of his, uh, all of his colleagues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear it. All right. So this is all during the time where Lex Luthor has been elected president. And so he, he's not only giving people... The presence, but he's also asking them their advice on uh, President Luther. So he gives uh, Plastic Man rubber bands, 
which Plastic Man is less than happy about. And he gives uh, Martian Manhunter Oreo cookies. Of course. Ev- yeah. Yes, everybody knows that's his favorite. And, uh, Plastic Man wants some, and Martian Manhunter says, no, you, you may not have anything. <laughs> Uh, he gives uh, Kyle Reiner, Green Lantern, a uh, ring polishing kit, and so like <laughs> a lot of these, a lot of them are like uh, funny Superman, <laughs> but some of them actually do like their gifts. He gives Flash uh, tube socks. He gives. <laughs> he gives. He will wear out in like five seconds. Yeah. 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 He gives Aquaman a snow globe of Metropolis. So it's like Metropolis is underwater. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Aquaman actually does appreciate that gift. He likes it. Uh, He gives... Okay, so this is the part where I... So most of this issue I love. And then there's one section I absolutely despise. And that's the part with Wonder Woman. Because he goes and gives Wonder Woman a present, uh, which is a sparring match, after which they decide, hey... Let's go ahead and make out for a couple minutes. Even though I'm married to Lois Lane. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. Yes, it is. And like the whole, it's totally out of character. Really? The, yes. I mean, I don't know. I assume, I assume they're making out, but they are definitely kissing. Who knows if it was a small friend kiss? It doesn't seem like it to me. It must have been. I don't know. That's a little bit odd. It is. You know, you show, it to, show it to your wife. And say, hey, would it be okay if, you know, uh, that other girl that we know, if I gave her just a little friend kiss like this on, on Christmas and let her decide? Okay, no, don't I do will. That. Don't do that. Just, just, <laughs> just assume. Okay. Yeah, don't, you don't need any, yeah. No, I mean, uh, maybe I'll just ask her she thinks a comic Well, you could do that too, but, you know, she's just going to say, oh, comic books. You know, that's a... Why don't you grow? Why don't you sell it on eBay and get a thousand dollars, like all comic books are worth? Because that's what girls think about comic books. Uh, right? No, evidence is pretty completely active. alienating fifty percent of our audience right now. Uh, <laughs> maybe more. <laughs> yeah, uh, but if they weren't alienated by now, yeah, the title is "Strangers and Aliens." We're gonna alienate, I guess. But that's right. The last gift he gives is to Batman, who. And they have a strained friendship, I suppose, at this point. Because he's like, uh, Lois uh, got this for you, Batman. And he gives it to him. And it's a magnifying glass, which he likes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like an antique magnifying glass. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> it's, yeah, all right. This just sounds to me like I would hate this episode or this issue because it's like Superman can't buy gifts. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> And like he's totally judging people except for the Martian Manhunter by what their superpowers are. Like this is your whole identity, Kyle Reiner. Here is a ring polishing kit. <laughs> a ring yeah, polishing yeah. kit. Like you couldn't just <laughs> give me a thumb drive or so I mean let's let's, let's. Yeah. Here, plastic band, you obviously uh, yeah. love rubber bands because you are a human rubber band. No, no, you or you know, give him a remote controlled car. You know, one of those funny little remote-controlled cars. Why? Because it's fun. And Plastic Man, you're fine. I mean, Superman, he, he should be better than that. Yes. Uh, yes, he should. Wow. Hmm. 
Well, I'm going to have to go with uh, something that is not Christmas, but it is holiday. And it's the, uh, the, the holiday issue of the X-Men where uh, Kitty Pride it's a, it's a Hanukkah type, type thing. Oh, nice. It's the, is, is it the one where, where Dracula is after her? I think that's what it is there. But uh, it's just a... If I'm thinking correctly, I think it's that. <laughs> I probably should have, you know, thought a little bit more before I just blurted it out and then just embarrassed myself on, you know, live, live radio. Live television, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, you can edit that. You, you, you fix it up in post. Yeah, you know how much editing I'm going to do on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell no you spoilers. how much. No spoilers. Mic no drop. Spoilers. That's actually a pen, no not spoilers. a mic. But, um. Did you ever read the Star Trek Next Generation comic that was Christmas? No. <laughs> no. It was what, way back when they did like a six-issue miniseries of Star Trek Next Generation, I think just to feel out the market for it. And it was like the third or fourth ep- uh, issue of that. And it was basically, uh, there's this kind of force thing in the Enterprise and it was bringing all of the the different holiday traditional people to life. And so it was a Klingon version and that kind of thing. But... Um, it wasn't that great. Didn't leave that much of a impression on me, other than Santa Claus was there on the on the, the Starship Enterprise. So. Hmm. But there is that one Christmas part where they're in the Nexus. That is true. That is true. When that's uh, Picard's idealized family <laughs> is is a, basically a Charles Dickens yeah. era uh, British family. So. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, he's French. Which is kind of weird. But, Never talks in French accent. Yeah. Well. So, well, hey, yeah. I've I we've got to skip some things. Like I mean, I got to skip the Fraggle Rock stuff. And, yeah. The, and Amazing Stories has a really good amazing Christmas yeah, episode amazing that stories. I enjoyed. Um, yeah, eight is enough. Uh, I mean, the Waltons. Hey, did you know that Mash had more Christmas episodes than there were actual Christmases <laughs> during the Korean War? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I that. That's a classic. I don't know if it's true. I, I heard it somewhere. But we we got to skip to the granddaddy and then and then shut this thing down. All and right. The granddaddy of all Christmas specials is what we got for episode. Well, we thought it was episode one point five. It yeah. ends up it's actually episode four point five of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and that is the Star Wars holiday special. Oh. <sighs> Shudder. Steve, you were there, right? Were you there? I was there. I was there. <clears throat> yep. I was there. I was what? 11? I was watching it on the CBC or CTV. I wasn't watching it on, on the American network, but it was big enough. It was on in Canada, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was there watching it on YouTube uh, a couple <laughs> months ago. <laughs> yeah. It was Star Wars, though. It sort of was Star uh, I mean, Wars, but not really. No, Steve. For it was me, like, we didn't have VCRs. The only Star Wars I got was in the theater, my action figures, and the occasional comic book, which I don't think... When this when this came out, I don't think I had any comic books yet. Yeah, and so I, this was... I, I got to see Star Wars again. Yep. I got to see Chewbacca's family. 
I got to see his perverted grandfather. And yes, you did. Only yes, pop did. stars of the oh, late seventies. Oh, and it wouldn't be so bad if they didn't have to keep cutting back to him. Like yeah. you have to, if it was just, just he so turns awful. it on and then you had you do the song, and yeah. you know he's because he's watching this holographic cartridge thing or whatever, and it's the song, but they keep going back to him and. You're getting reaction shots from him, and he's <laughs> yes, yes. Drag. Awful. Uh, B. Arthur's singing just. B. Beautiful. Arthur basically singing closing time. A lilting to <laughs> dulcet to, to tones of B. Arthur. B. Arthur. No, she's yeah, basically Ar- singing the song. It's like you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You know. Yeah, it's, that's right. Uh, at the at the really cheap low rent cantina. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. The guy pouring the drink into his head hole. Uh-huh. And, and then Arcani. there's and there's the majority of the episode where they're speaking nothing but Wookiee. Yes. Yeah. And no subtitles. It's <laughs> no all subtitles. pantomime. I mean, basically, it's body language <laughs> and vocal inflection of the. Your parents like throw something at the television. That just was so annoying. No, but it was Star Wars. It was like I got to. I I saw Han Solo. Um, I mean, we spend the most yeah. of the time with none of our guys are on there. You know, it's it's right. all Chewbacca's family. Yeah, and his you know Chewbacca's wife watching a cooking special and trying to keep up with the, <laughs> the yeah. ingredients and stuff. The four four handed Harvey Corman and drag yeah. four armed. Yeah, it was just. It was, I mean, but there were stormtroopers. Boba Fett. Uh, okay, so we had the Boba Fett cartoon. Yeah. Which was done by the same company that ended up doing the droids cartoon. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. They have a Boba Fett cartoon, but he did not even show up in episode four. Right. This was introducing Boba Fett. Yeah. This was the introduction of that character to everyone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. because they, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the timing was, but the like the the big Star Wars action figure after all the you know the first twelve that they put out the Stormtrooper and the Death Star Commander and R2 and 3PO and blah 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 blah, and they had this special s- character. It was Boba Fett, and you were just like, uh, he's a what a who who is yeah, it yeah. what? And no, he was you you collected the points off the back of yeah. the action figures, and then you would yeah. send them in. I did it. I got Boba yeah. Fett through mail order like yeah. that. And it was with like the second wave, I think though. Wasn't there a I second was, wave of action figures? Yeah. It was like the first one of the second wave. So you had the, um, but you had to order you know, them. It was on the, the, the death star droid and it was on five D four. Yeah. It was on the back of the packaging and there's this character that is not in any movie. Uh, so far as you know, yeah. but he's going to be in empire strikes back. Yeah. And the other thing was, he he had a a missile that was launched from his back, but because of some choking hazard things, they they ended up like gluing the missile into his back. Ah, oh, but yeah. yeah, I mean this was this was special stuff. But I think he appeared on TV before he appeared as a mail order character. I mm. think so. But yeah, this is an animated Boba Fett. That's how they introduced him. I mean that's that's multimedia right there. Yeah. yeah, that's 
that's good thinking. That's transmedia that they're doing right there. It's meta. It's meta media. Yeah. yeah. So because I mean, if if you really think about it, you know, George Lucas disowns this thing. And it introduces good reason. it introduces a character that is huge. I mean, in the marketing, but, even but in the prequels, they did Django Fat, you know? He introduces this character and he disowns the special, but not the cartoon. The cartoon <clears throat> is on the Blu-rays. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you on the Blu-ray, you can find that cartoon and it's because they would like cut away from the cartoon and then mm-hmm. go into the weird holiday special stuff. But yeah, yeah, it was exciting to me when I was a little, 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 little guy. OK, yeah, it was exciting to me. Well, you were like four, right? Three or four. Yeah. 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 I was like 11. And so for you, it probably was exciting until you saw it. But yeah, and for I was me, completely mystified. For me, it was exciting. And and then years later, uh, some kid gave me his Starlog magazine and there was an article with a picture of B. Arthur. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, I remember this. Wow. And yeah, it was it was a thing. It was a very, very cool thing to see these characters on tv yeah you know it 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 reminds me also of um they had one novel star wars novel that came out between star wars and empire strikes back splinter of the mind's Mind's eye Eye. i just read that for the first time yeah but the thing is i picked it up back then and i was you know 12 or whatever and i'm i'm trying to read it and i'm like i this isn't part of the story that I'm expecting. And it was just so alien and foreign that I don't think I, I finished the whole thing until like, I, maybe I got the comic book version or something, but, uh, it was just like, it was just off just a little bit. And it was, it was, uh, what's his name? The guy who ghost wrote, it was Alan D. Foster, Alan yeah, Dean Foster. Yeah. Alan Dean Foster, who ghost wrote, who ghost wrote, uh, the novelization for star Wars, which I, I really liked. But I still I couldn't get into it. I could Steve, not. Steve, you it. can't say though that it was not it because you know what that was meant to be that book. If Star Wars was not the huge success that it became, yep. and yep. the sequel didn't have as big of a budget, that yep. was going to be the sequel. Yeah, mm. he developed that with George Lucas. Yeah, to be the sequel, and since Star Wars was a huge hit, they were able to you know basically write their own check and say hey. We need lots of money here, right? And I'm not. I'm not saying it, it was bad. I'm just saying at the at the time it came out, it had that same feel to it because it just it was like it had Star Wars in the name. It just didn't feel like it. Well, that and, that book you got it, I guess, and didn't read it. But I wanted it so bad. I would see it in the stores every once in a while, and it was like this thing that just loomed large as this book. It's it's out there. It's another Star Wars thing. Now, I had the comics, and so the comics were, you know, they were good. They scratched the itch. But that book was just out there as this kind of this mystical, you know, holy grail kind of thing. And then I finally read it just a few months ago, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, It's definitely not part of the, the, I don't think it ever was part of the new expanded universe canon that they, or maybe it was part of that. It just was. They they would have had to shoehorn it in because it wasn't intended to be. You know, part of the all that, but 
Well, they, they eventually, I mean, I found a website where every single thing that came out, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the kitty records and everything, uh. they found a way to shoehorn every single thing into this immense database of the entire expanded universe. And it was wow. immense. It was unbelievable, and it was it was just every single little thing that you never even heard of, you know the the British uh, Star Wars stories that Alan Moore wrote, you know that only you you only saw it in Great Britain, um, you know all this weird stuff that it was just like completely and the comic strips, there's like multiple you know comic strips and the it was just so many things every single comic book, every. Every, everything, just every single thing, and you, you wander through it, and it's cross-referenced. It's not just like this comic book belongs here, and then you read this comic strip, and then you read. No, it's like references that were made in this book to you know, hey, thirty years ago, this is when I got this thing, and then it, it puts that in the whole chronology of it. Wow! And it was just insane. So yeah, wow. people have found ways to yeah shoehorn anything in. Now, I did have one of the Han Solo books. Yeah, yeah. Because that, I'm not sure what when that came out as far as... 81, I believe. So that would have been, been after 79. Empire? Might before, have been 79 right or 81. Empire, I think there, there was Lando Calrissian Well, they did a trilogy of Han Solo, and then they did a trilogy of Lando. The, the Lando trilogy was before Return of the Jedi. I know that. I think or I'm pretty certain about that. I think, but. I think Han Solo was, was uh, 79. Okay. Yeah, and I had one of those, and I tried to read it, and I just couldn't. I couldn't get into it, and now I'm trying to read them again. That's uh, my prep for Star Wars: The Force Awakens is basically to read all the stuff that doesn't matter, <laughs> and, and didn't matter to even the people who cared about what matters, because I, I it don't still know. doesn't matter. Yeah. So my just, prep is playing Star Wars Battlefront, <laughs> which was really fun. But yeah, I, I'm still convinced, back to the holiday special, I am convinced, and I haven't done it yet, I want to someday when I have time, I believe that that holiday special could be edited down into a decent 35 to 40 minute Star Wars TV episode. I agree. So I was thinking about that today. So it's, it's, it's not great. It's not Empire Strikes Back quality. But it's a TV show, and and it, it would be a, a a serviceable TV show. That's my, my I'm convinced of it. I think that yeah, I think you could do it. I think you are playing with fire, my son. Because <laughs> you, you could don't. take then even that end stuff with the Wookiee's tree thing. There's you just take out the part where they're walking across the Gulf of Space. <laughs> Which makes no sense at all. Just have them go into that little forest grove and they do a quick little ceremony. You take out Princess Leia singing. And, you know, just cutting back a whole bunch of this and weeding it down and getting rid of the the four-armed comedy routine for the the cooking show. You you can briefly show it, you know, but I'm convinced. 40, I'd even go so far as to say, you know, well, maybe not. I was going to say in the 70s, a 50-minute would be your time frame that you're working with with commercials. But I don't think you could do that. 
especially you know, once you take out Boba Fett, because Boba I've Fett told, will come out of that completely. I've told this story before, and when when my wife, when I realized she had never seen this, I said, "What I'm going to do is I'm going to sit you down, and we're going to watch it, but I'm going to fast forward through the stuff that." is unnecessary and I'll just tell you what's happening and then we can watch the Boba Fett cartoon and then we'll fast forward through the other stuff and then you know so you can at least have that that sense of it and that's what I did she sat down and it was about 20 minutes we like fast forwarded through the, the junk like we watched the cartoon we fast forward through the other stuff and it was all over and she looked at me and she says I will never forgive you for that <laughs> so I think you're playing with fire. No, 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 no. 70s sci-fi. It'd be a serviceable episode. But. I think you could do it. I think the moral of the story we all need to take away from this is instead of watching the Star Wars holiday special, just go watch their cameo on the Muppet show. That yes. Actually, yes, yeah. is worth watching. See, that's a that's one you could do instead. The Mark Hamill Muppet show episode is Yeah. Yeah. With they had R two, it had uh, C three PO and Chewbacca, yep. yep, all the good stuff. And Gonzo as Darth Vader, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that part. Yeah, no, it was a full episode where Mark Hamill was the guest star, but Luke Skywalker was going to be there, and so no one cared that Mark Hamill was there, and so he's <laughs> trying to convince them to put him on the show. And he doesn't really have much that he can do other than gargle Gershwin. <laughs> so that was the kind of, the, I can gargle Gershwin. And yeah, and then you have this whole pigs in space kind of thing, but I can't remember if it was actually pigs in space. It's been a long time since I've seen it, was, it but I, I do remember Gonzo, Gonzo as Darth Vader, and they were on the planet, and C3PO and R2D to come out, and Chewbacca, and yeah. It was good stuff. So hey, hey Ben, yeah. uh, were you aware that there's a a, a one shot uh, Great Lakes Avengers Christmas special? Yeah, it's modern Great Lakes Avengers though. Oh wow, okay then. Yeah, where they were playing them as a joke instead of giving them jokes. Right. Yeah. 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 So I just haven't gotten around to it. I don't know if I ever will. No. I'll just be frank. I mean, as much as I love the Great Lakes Avengers, I don't love what they've become. I just don't. Sad. It is sad. sad. It's more than a little sad. We should do an episode on like things that we just have this really deep connection to that other people have just completely destroyed, but we still oh. have that connection to it. I'm down with that. I can think of a few things. <laughs> Be a lot of tears in that episode, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I think that that is about that. All right. This was a very special episode. Yeah. I think the only thing we didn't touch on is um, riffs on the Gift of the Magi. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, yep. that's another th- those one. Those are the three ones that people riff on is Christmas Carol, It's a Wonderful Life, and the Gift of the Magi. Yeah. And also, we did not mention uh, Doctor Who Christmas specials, which we could do an entire episode oh, man, or even yeah. a series of episodes on the Doctor Who Christmas episodes. Yeah. And we didn't talk so. about Phineas and Ferb Christmas. Yeah, they have. That's also a good one. Yep, I think they have two different ones. Yeah. Maybe one's winter and one is Christmas, but yeah, definitely. 
Well, the Christmas episode of Phineas and Ferb, I'm convinced that Phineas is basically in line to be the next Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's a brilliant episode. It really, really is when you get to the end and you realize what it was that caused all these events to happen. Mm, and it's I'll kind of this it. – it's great. It, it's a wonderful, wonderful Phineas and Ferb episode. Have you seen uh, – do you ever watch the Codename Kids Next Door? No. I haven't seen that, no. Their, their Christmas episode, all the elves are analogs of the X-Men. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> and they have to fight them. It's, it's, it's good. All right. Well, you guys have any final words then? Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas. And I just have to say thanks for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.